you are Locked On Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Today is Wednesday, December 9th, 2020, and welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Connor Newcomb. I'm in uh, a little better mood today as the Ravens finally won a game last night, uh, defeating the Cowboys 34-17 to on uh, Tuesday night football, which uh, whether that was a good idea, especially with the uh, situation surrounding Des Bryant before the game is another story, but the Ravens do get a W. And now we shift back to the Orioles, as on today's episode we will talk about the upcoming Rule 5 Draft. The 2020 version of the Rule 5 Draft will take place tomorrow. That's Thursday at noon Eastern time. And we know the Orioles are always active in the Rule 5 Draft. And this year, they have two open spots on the 40-man roster heading into that draft. So a good chance that the Orioles may take two players in the Major League version and then probably another player in the Minor League version of the draft as well. So on this episode, we'll catch you up on what the Rule 5 draft really is, if you're a little unsure. Uh, We will take a look at the prospects that are available in the draft tomorrow and maybe drop some names that the Orioles could be interested in. And then after the break, uh, we are going to take a little look down memory lane at the Orioles' history of Rule 5 draft picks and see who worked out and uh, who did not, as they've been very active, usually always taking someone in this Rule 5 draft. So all that coming up on this episode of the Locked on Orioles podcast, which is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order of those delicious protein bars over at BuiltBar.com. So today, we are going to take a look at the Rule 5 draft. But just as I'm recording this here uh, late Wednesday morning, uh, a little bit of breaking news coming in as far as the Orioles minor league affiliates go. Now, as J.J. Cooper of Baseball America has done a fantastic job reporting over the last few months, we know that Major League Baseball is going to cut its minor league amount of teams down from about 160 to 120 minor league teams going into the 2021 season. Now, some of those teams will be shifted around. Others will be moved to some MLB-affiliated college summer leagues and draft leagues and such. But what we knew from the Orioles before today is that they would have four full-season affiliates, and then what we learned from Mike Elias yesterday is that there's a good chance the Orioles might have two Gulf Coast League teams. And what we also knew is that the New York Penn League, which included the Aberdeen Ironbirds, the Orioles' short-season single-A affiliate, uh, that they Uh, would uh, not have a league to play in because the New York Penn League was no longer. But today we got some some disappointing news on the team that may be left out of the mix. As J.J. Cooper from Baseball America is reporting and has been confirmed by Steve Molesky of MassInSports.com, it looks like the Frederick Keys are going to be the odd team out. Of course, Frederick, the high A affiliate for the Orioles, played in the Carolina League for years now. And they've been the Orioles' high-A affiliate since 1989. It's been a long road, over 30 years affiliated with the Orioles for the Keys. Been a mainstay in the Orioles' minor league system for so long. 
Reports coming out, nothing official yet, but reports coming out this morning that the Keys are going to be the odd team left out. And instead, there are plans to move the Keys into the newly formed MLB Draft League. Now, the Draft League, which was announced a couple of weeks ago, will be a six-team league uh, that's basically going to be for draft prospects to play in early in the summer before the MLB Draft, which has been moved back to July of 2021, to kind of showcase themselves one more time. Now, that league involves four teams from the previous New York Penn League, the Mahoning Valley Scrapers, the State College Spikes, the West Virginia Black Bears, and the Williamsport Crosscutters. Plus, it includes the Trenton Thunder, the former AA affiliate of the New York Yankees. Now it looks like the sixth and final team will be the Frederick Keys, which puts the Orioles at four affiliates going into next year, it looks like. Aberdeen Ironbirds, Delmarva Shorebirds, Bowie Bay Sox, and the Norfolk Tides. We'll have to see where they go as far as the levels are concerned. But uh, definitely something to watch. You know, didn't completely plan on talking about that on this episode because we thought that news would break later today or tomorrow. But uh, the Keys uh, looks like will not be affiliated with the Orioles, at least in 2021. But stick with us here on the pod. We're going to continue to update you uh, on that. But uh, first reaction, sad for the Orioles, sad for baseball, sad for the town of Frederick to not have an affiliated team. But we, we move on to our look at the Rule 5 draft today. And uh, for those unfamiliar, maybe, with the Rule 5 draft, essentially, it is a way to keep players from getting stuck in teams' minor league systems. So the way it works is for a player who's signed at 18 or before, so guys who are signed uh, out of high school, they have five years in the minor league system to be added to the 40-man roster. Players older than that have four years. If those players aren't added to the 40-man by that five-year number, then they become eligible for the Rule 5 draft. And the way it works is everybody gets a pick. It's the same draft order as next year's Major League Baseball draft would be. And if you pick a player in the Rule 5 draft, the only contingency is the reason for the draft is to get these guys to the major leagues with other clubs and not get them stuck in the minors with the team that drafted them. So the caveat is, if you draft a player in the Rule 5 draft, that player must stay either in the major leagues or on the injured list if they are injured for the entirety of the next season. Now, once you get through that entire season with the player on your active roster, that player then remains in your organization. You can then send them back down to the minor leagues for the next season or keep them at the majors. Well, the Orioles, of course, have done this a lot in the past, and we'll get to that coming up after the break. But for the O's, obviously a team that is rebuilding. We've seen them continue to make moves. Non-tender Hanser Alberto trading Jose Iglesias. Both of those moves just last week. They're not going to pay a lot of guys. You know, these Rule 5 players obviously come cheap, coming right from the minor leagues. And the Orioles have drafted a lot of guys in the past. And so we expect them to definitely, as Mike Elias said yesterday, make at least one pick, if not two, in tomorrow's Rule 5 draft as the Orioles do have two open spots. They right now have 38 guys on the 40-man roster, so two spots to potentially pick a player tomorrow. And with a rebuilding team, you know, there's much less risk in keeping a guy who has never played at the major league level on your active roster for the entire season. The other thing is, with 2021, there's a chance the active rosters could be expanded similar to the way they were in 2020, which makes it even easier 
to keep a guy like this on your roster the entire season. So looking at the Orioles, there's a good chance they're probably going to take a pitcher. They're usually looking at pitchers. Last year, they took two pitchers in the Rule 5 draft. Uh, but, but you can always add a pitcher. There's always room for another arm. But if the O's do make two picks, or if they want to look elsewhere early in the draft, I would say middle infield, specifically shortstop, is another place where potentially the Orioles could go in this Rule 5 draft because they traded Iglesias, they got rid of Alberto. Right now, Richie Martin is is their top option at shortstop, who was a Rule 5 draft pick a couple years ago. And the Orioles may want to bring in a younger guy to at least compete with Martin, especially if they don't plan on bringing in a free agent signing at shortstop like we talked about back on Monday's episode. So I don't want to go too deep into who a lot of these players are that are available in this Rule 5 draft. And the other thing with it is, you know, it's very hard to predict. You're never going to see a Rule 5 mock draft because teams don't have to make picks if they don't want to. Some teams, like the Tigers, for example, are probably going to go into tomorrow's Rule 5 draft, it looks like, with a full 40-man roster, which means the Tigers, who would have the third pick in this draft, won't even be able to select anyone. So really, you know, the Orioles could be picking fourth instead of fifth, which would be their order. And looking at the 40-mans across the league, Tigers, one of two teams, the Diamondbacks as well, who would pick sixth, who have a full 40-man right now. And there's a lot of other teams that have 39 and maybe want to keep that spot open. And, and you know, you, you look through the history of the draft and you're usually getting, you know, anywhere from, from 10 to, to 20 teams uh, picking in the Rule 5 draft. Never does, does every team pick. Uh, but but looking at some of the prospects, you know, just wanted to give you a couple of the bigger names. So the Orioles could be targeting, of course, we talked about pitchers and then uh, potentially shortstop guys as well. I want to start with a middle infielder. That's Omar Estevez. He is the Dodgers number 21 prospect uh, and a guy who is only 22 years old. Uh, he missed some time in 2019 with a hamstring injury. But uh, he hit 291 with a 352 on base in 83 games at AA. And uh, they're not sure about you know his defense being impressive, but he's been a really good hitter, an offensive-minded infield guy, and uh, you know a top 30 prospect in the Dodgers system. That's a guy you might want. The Orioles you know, have had success bringing over guys from the Dodgers system. And uh, Estevez is, is definitely a guy uh, to look at for the Orioles uh, going into tomorrow's rule five draft uh another guy who you know potentially uh could be taken by the orioles and you, you know a lot of people have talked about uh there's a couple names uh, one thomas burrows just wanted to mention him he's the braves number 24 prospect he, he doesn't have a super high ceiling uh but he is a left-handed pitcher uh who was left off of the 40-man and who is really the only big name from the Braves that is available. Uh, but he's 26 years old, and it feels like he's a guy who, if the Orioles did get him right now, you know, it would be much easier to kind of transition him right into the big leagues in 2021. You continue to look around. Packy Naughton is a pretty interesting name on the list. He is the Angels' number 12-ranked prospect, uh, a left-handed pitcher, uh, who, you know, obviously a, a fairly highly ranked prospect in the Angels system. Orioles have made two trades with the Angels in the last two years. They know the system pretty well. Uh, Naughton already 24 years old, so again, older. Uh, you know, he's he's been 
uh, at the double-A level in 2019, where he made it up to double-A and had a 3.66 ERA in 19 starts. Uh, and, and he was a ninth rounder out of Virginia Tech in 2017. And, you know, he he's a guy who isn't going to absolutely blow you away with the fastball, but he's got, you know, three really good pitches, uh, and he's got some solid control, and he's a guy who knows how to get hitters out. And again, an older player uh, that the Orioles could definitely use uh, going into 2021. Uh, another name that that I think is, you know, kind of an interesting name on the list uh, who not a lot of people may be talking about being taken um, in the Rule 5 draft, but Shervin Newton, who is the Mets number 14 prospect. He uh, is an infielder who is just 21 years old, and uh, many people think he's probably not ready for the big leagues, which is why he was not protected by the Mets. He's only played at single A. Uh, but he had a pretty good single A season in 2019. And, you know, you never know with what kind of jumps he could have made uh, if his name could be on that list as well. Uh, a guy from the from the Blue Jays who could be a, an interesting selection is Kevin Smith, another University of Maryland guy. Uh, he's a shortstop and can play third. Uh, he had a really, really good 2018 at single A. Uh, and then he was moved up to double A and, and he, he did struggle um, in double A in 2019. He was at the alternate site uh, with the Blue Jays for all of 2020, but uh, of course was never added to the 40 man and never got his shot. He's the Blue Jays number 20 ranked prospect. He's 24 years old and he's going to be big league ready pretty soon. Could definitely be an option for the Orioles. And then the last guy I wanted to mention uh, just because he falls into kind of a different category, and it would be a little bit of a a safer pick um, if the Orioles wanted to make it. That's Sterling Sharp, who uh, is the Nationals' number 24-ranked prospect. He is a right-handed pitcher. Of course, Sharp was taken in the Rule 5 draft last season. He was selected by the Marlins in the Rule 5 draft, and the Marlins pitched him a few times uh, and then eventually outrighted him off the roster and sent him back uh, to the Nationals, but he is 25 years old, and he's going to be one of the only guys in this Rule 5 draft who actually has big league experience. He threw five and a third innings for the Marlins last year, and it, and it, it didn't go great, but it wasn't a huge sample size. He's got good stuff, um, and a lot of people speak pretty highly about him, and he could be a good fit to just put him in that bullpen and, and kind of see what he can do. But those are just some of the names, and, and of course, it's so hard to predict what the Orioles might do in a Rule 5 draft scenario, but I would say probably shortstop and then pitcher is where they're going to target, and I would expect them to make two picks in the Major League version. There's a Minor League version as well. They'll probably make a pick there as well. But coming up after the break, we're going to look back on the Orioles' picks and uh, see who they've taken in previous Rule 5 drafts and how those picks have worked out. That comes up after the break. Built Bar has come back even better. The protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, well, now it has even more flavors to make it taste even better than it already did. They've got new flavors like caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, and carrot cake, uh, that kind of stuff. You know, you start thinking about uh, fall flavors, the, those fit right in right there for Built Bar. They've still got the 12 original flavors like peanut butter, mint brownie, toffee almond but the bars still covered 100% in chocolate soft and easy 
to chew. But they don't just taste great, they're also good for you. That's the best part about Built Bar as well. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for a keto diet as well. You talk about the peanut butter bar, it's got 19 grams of protein and just 180 calories while only 5 grams of sugar. This bar is delicious and good for you as well. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. So with the Rule 5 Draft coming up tomorrow, that's Thursday at noon Eastern time, You know, we want to take a look back at what the Orioles have done in previous Rule 5 Drafts. Because as an organization over the last decade plus, they've been one of the most active teams in this Rule 5 Draft. And, and as we talked about before the break, you know, it, it's so hard to, to really predict who they could take. And went through some potential names that were just some of the, the higher-ranked prospects or the guys being talked about going into the Rule 5 Draft. But it's really, really difficult to, to truly predict who the Orioles might take in a Rule 5 draft scenario. But, you know, to, to give you a little bit of a look at, you know, guys that the Orioles have taken in the past and, and what their kind of career trajectories were like, we wanted to look back on what the Orioles have done in previous Rule 5 drafts. So we start with 2019, Mike Elias' first Rule 5 draft as the Orioles' GM, and, and he ended up taking two players last year. Only 11 players were selected uh, in the Major League portion of the Rule 5 draft, and, and two of them were selected by the Orioles. Only team to take two players last year. They took the right-hander Brandon Bailey with the second pick uh, from the Astros, and then they had the 11th pick, and they took the right-hander Michael Rucker from the Cubs. Now, we talked about both of these guys uh, way back in January when I first started hosting this podcast. And, you know, Bailey and Rucker were solid in spring training, especially Brandon Bailey. There was really a thought that the Orioles would keep at least Bailey. Uh, but right at the end of spring training and, and you know, before summer camp, the Orioles returned Brandon Bailey and Michael Rucker both back to their team. So Bailey went back to the Astros and Rucker went back to the Cubs. Uh, Rucker, you know, did not make it to the majors, but Brandon Bailey actually made it to the major leagues this year with the Astros, kind of showing that, you know, not that he was amazing, but but he could have, you know, helped the the Orioles potentially. Um, he made the opening day roster with the Astros, pitched uh, a few times at the major league level, ended up with a 3.38 ERA in a few outings. Uh, he has since uh, been traded. By the Astros. He was traded to the Reds back in November uh, for cash considerations, but Orioles got him and Rucker and uh, did not keep them. Of course, in 2018, the Orioles had the top pick and they took Richie Martin, who of course is still on the team. Uh, the Orioles kept him uh, in the on the active roster for all of 2019. He played a lot of shortstops, some second base, got a lot of at-bats. You know, it wasn't fantastic. He, he hit 208, uh, had six home runs, uh, with the Orioles at the major league level, but uh, you know we we weren't really sure if the offense was going to be there. The defense is there. weren't sure about the offense. Of course, he broke a bone in his wrist in summer camp this year, missed the whole 2020 season. But the Orioles are sticking with him uh, to see if he can uh, be their shortstop in 2021. The Orioles also ended up with another Rule Five draft pick in 2018. The Philadelphia Phillies took Drew Jackson, the shortstop from the Dodgers, with the 11th pick then traded him to the Orioles. Jackson actually ended up on the O's opening day roster in 2019, played a couple games, and then uh, was sent off the roster 
and returned to the Dodgers. Uh, the Orioles also made a pick in the minor league phase that year. They took Corbin Joseph uh, back from the athletics, uh, and uh, he played a little bit at the major league level that year with the Orioles. 2017, the Orioles made three picks uh, in the major league portion of the draft. They took Nestor Cortez Jr., the left-handed pitcher from the Yankees, uh, with the ninth pick. He made the Orioles opening day roster, and he pitched a couple of times out of the bullpen, didn't go too well, and the Orioles returned him to the Yankees uh, in mid-April. They also took Pedro Araujo with the 16th pick uh, from the Cubs, the right-handed pitcher who also made the Orioles opening day roster, but uh, had a couple of bad outings and was DFA'd and returned to the Cubs, but then was later traded to the Orioles and back in the O's organization. Orioles also took Jose Mesa Jr. with the 18th pick, a right-hander from the Yankees, uh, but returned him to the Yankees after spring training. Uh, O's took Martin Cervenka, the catcher in the minor league phase that year, uh, from the Giants, and of course he's still in the Orioles organization. 2016, Orioles made two picks in the major league portion. This is where it's kind of interesting. 2016 is known for the year that the Orioles, of course, took Anthony Santander from the Indians with the 18th pick in the Rule 5 draft. That was actually the Orioles' second pick of the Rule 5 draft. They took Honori Tavares with the 12th pick, an outfielder from the Red Sox, and actually returned him to the Sox before opening day, but kept Santander, and obviously that has worked out pretty well. They also took Brian Moran from the Braves in the minor league version. Uh, Moran did not stick with the Orioles, but he's been around the block uh, in the big leagues with a few teams over the last couple of years, including with the Marlins last year, a sidewinding left-hander. 2015, Orioles made a selection. Of course, they took Joey Rickard from the Tampa Bay Rays with the eighth overall pick, and Rickard stayed with the O's, had a nice little 2016 season, and, and stuck around uh, for four years after that before the Orioles uh, let him go, and he winded up with the Giants last year. Now, the Orioles also don't usually have players taken from them, uh, but they did have one player taken from them in 2015. The Angels took G-Man Choi from the Orioles. Yes, G-Man Choi was an Oriole for about a week. In December 2015, the O's claimed him on waivers, uh, but did not, or signed him to a minor league deal, excuse me, but did not put him on the 40-man roster. And then the Angels went ahead and just took him in the Rule 5 draft, and he got to the majors with the Angels. And, of course, the... Uh, the rest is history uh, at that point as uh, he was a star for the Rays this year in their run to the World Series. Uh, Orioles in 2014 ended up getting two picks. One of the picks uh, was made by the Astros. That was the right-hander Jason Garcia from the Red Sox. And then the Astros immediately flipped him to the Orioles. Uh, Orioles were able to keep Garcia either on the IL or on the active roster for all of 2015. And he stuck around in the organization. And then the Orioles with their pick... 13th overall in the draft, took the right-hander Logan Verrett from the Mets. Um, Orioles actually ended up waving him. He ended up with the Rangers and then made the Rangers opening day roster before being returned uh, to New York. You go back to 2013, Orioles took Michael Alamanzar, the third baseman from the Red Sox. Uh, they returned him to the Sox, but then the Sox traded him right back to the Orioles um, in a late August trade in 2014 as Alamanzar actually ended up uh, in the Orioles system. Uh, you go to 2012, Orioles ended up taking TJ McFarland uh, from Cleveland with the 12th pick. Of course, the lefty spent a lot of years in Baltimore after that, one of their better 
uh, Rule 5 picks as he was able to stick around. You look at that 2012 Rule 5 draft, actually, you know, you get TJ McFarlane, uh, who, you know, played in the big leagues for a little while. Nate Freeman was in that draft, played in the big leagues for a while. Kyle Lobstein was in that draft, has played in the big leagues for a while. Uh, Hector Rondon, Josh Fields, the top two picks, both relievers who have been in the big leagues for a while. Ryan Presley was taken in that draft by the Twins. Uh, he is an all-star now. Ender Inciarte was taken by the Phillies, then returned to the Diamondbacks. Bad move by the Phillies is Ender has become a pretty good player. 2011, Orioles made, uh, I think, everyone's favorite Rule 5 pick. They took Ryan Flaherty from the Cubs with the fourth pick. Of course, he had a long, long career uh, with the O's after that. In 2010, the O's took Adrian Rosaro, a right-handed pitcher from the Brewers, but returned him to Milwaukee before opening day. They had a player taken from them. Pat Egan, the right-hander, was taken by the Brewers, and the Brewers sent him back to Baltimore. So they did a little swap back there. Uh, And then... Pedro Beato was also taken from the Orioles by the Mets uh, in that draft. 2009, Orioles had the third pick, took the left-hander Ben Snyder from the Giants, uh, and then eventually traded him to the Rangers in the Kevin Millwood deal that brought the right-hander to the Orioles. Orioles also had Steve Johnson taken from them in that 2009 draft by the Giants, but then he was returned to Baltimore. So that's just kind of a a list list of list of list of guys who the Orioles have taken um, in the Rule Five draft, whether it be the minor league version or the major league version of the draft. But of course, the big names the Orioles took: Ryan Flaherty, T.J. McFarland, Joey Rickard, Anthony Santander, hopefully Richie Martin. Uh, you go all the way back. You know, really the the biggest uh, victory that the Orioles have had in the Rule Five draft, probably. I mean. A lot of people would, would maybe like to say that uh, that it was Flaherty. Of course, they got Jose Bautista in the Rule 5 draft in 2003. Of course, that worked out down the road for the Blue Jays. But the Orioles got Jay Gibbons in the 2000 Rule 5 draft as they took him from the Blue Jays with the fourth pick. And, of course, he had a pretty solid time with the Orioles. But, you know, those are the kind of players you can get out of the Rule 5 draft. You're going to see a lot of guys return to their teams. And you're going to see some guys end up having success. And, of course, Anthony Santander one of the biggest successors from this Rule 5 draft for the Orioles. So we're expecting pitcher or shortstop, or maybe both, in the Major League version of the Rule 5 draft. Again, it's Thursday at noon. Uh, stick with us on Twitter at Locked On Orioles. We'll keep you updated with the pick, and we will talk about that pick coming up later in the week. And speaking of coming up, we will continue to uh, update you on the Orioles minor league situation uh, with the reports that the Frederick Keys will no longer be affiliated with the Orioles in 2021. Uh, when we're back with you tomorrow, uh, we're going to take a closer look at the Jose Iglesias trade that was made last week, sending the former Oriole shortstop over to the Angels for two prospects. And of course, the headline prospect in that deal was the right-hander Garrett Stallings, who comes in in the trade, becomes the Orioles' number 26-ranked prospect now. The right-hander out of the University of Tennessee, uh, who has not pitched in the minors yet uh, because of all the innings he threw at Tennessee and then was drafted in 2019. So the play-by-play voice of Tennessee baseball, John Wilkerson, is going to join us on the podcast tomorrow uh, to talk about Garrett Stallings' college career and uh, what he could be moving through the Orioles' ranks in the minors and then hopefully to the majors as well. Stallings a guy who uh, talked to the media yesterday and uh, was an Oriole fan growing up in uh, Virginia, going to Norfolk Tides and Orioles games. Uh, so good that he is with his hometown 
organization. Then on Friday, uh, we will try to get you a little closer look at whomever the Orioles take or whichever two players the Orioles take in tomorrow's Rule 5 draft. So that's coming up rest of the week here on the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.